Welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast. This is Wes Morgan. Listen, everyday people operate under habits and mindsets that prevents growth. This podcast is here to address those habits and mindsets and dismantle negative stigmas. We truly believe that if you start with the mind, everything can be renewed. Let's go. It's another day for your mind to be renewed. My name is Wes Morgan, and welcome to the Everything Renewed Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, I'm rocking solo. It feels kind of weird here uh, just talking to myself, talking into a microphone, but uh, I have a special treat for you all. But before I get into that, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting uh, Everything Renewed Podcast, and feel free to share this podcast with your friends. Um, I had the opportunity a few weeks ago uh, to sit down with a dear friend of mine, Quinn Wright. Uh, grew up with Quinn in high school. Um, actually, we started way back in kindergarten and all the way into high school, and we are still good friends to this day. Um, and he has a podcast called Dead to the Bone Podcast. Before I even share more about Dead to the Bone, I I'm going to ask my listening audience, can you please go over there and just like their show, uh, check out a few of their shows uh, that they have. And what is Dead to the Bone? Uh, Dead to the Bone podcast is where uh, two dads, Quinn and Sam, uh, they sit around and they talk about dead stuff. They try to figure out this fatherhood thing, uh, one conversation at a time. And they saw fit to call me and have me on their podcast to talk about fatherhood, something that is really dear to my heart and so I'm letting you in on a few things about how I see fatherhood and hopefully uh, in this podcast you will hear a renewed perspective about fatherhood so take a listen and I hope you enjoy it I'm excited for today's uh, show. I know uh, my jokes have been, I feel like they've been getting hot or cold, speaking of which, but I'm really excited to bring on our guest for today. But um, you're preferring the hot because you can catch a cold. <laughs> yeah, um, because I think that uh, what he has to bring to the conversation is phenomenal. He is a Detroit native, born and grew up in uh, Detroit and also in Metro Detroit and Oak Park, Michigan. Um, he's a, a licensed professional counselor uh he's a therapist that means he's got like uh letters after his name when he writes an email yeah so he's one of those guys that like has letters after his names and so when folks see that they're like oh okay that guy knows something so they're important yeah they're like oh you must know you know what that means that means you charge more money (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. means you paid for those letters so now i gotta pay for those letters (laughs) yeah that means now i gotta pay for them but he's a He's been married for 14 years, been with his wife for 16 years, and he's got three kids, two of which are twins. And um, I've always wanted twins, as a matter of fact. I think twins are awesome. I'm, I'm curious to see what curious to see what his thoughts are. But, yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I'm working through this graphic thing, so people watching, bear with me. So, yeah, he's, uh, and he said his favorite thing about being a dad is being a provider for his kids. And he loves the fact that he provides them with safety and the ability to be physically, emotionally, and mentally secure. Guys, that is the response of a counselor if I've ever heard one. So why don't I bring him hey, up? He's looking buff in that picture, too. Yeah, Diesel, right? Let me bring him into the conversation. Wes, welcome. How you doing, man? What's going man. on, man? Quinn and Sam, you, you two are funny. 
<laughs> I thank you for the invite, man. What an honor to be with the two of you today. Thank you. Welcome to Dad to the Bone, man. We're excited can you, to have can you. you. Just, can you strike that pose that was in that picture? I just want to see the buffness of real life. That's it. Yeah. It's buff fat. It's like <laughs> buff and fatness mixed together. Buff. Oh, I got that. I got that. You know, it's, it, it comes. It comes. I mean, heavier towards the fat minus the buff, but you know, it, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Nope. yeah. Nobody's count. Wes, tell me, what's the most dad thing you did today? The most dad thing I did today. Today or in the last week? Like, what's the most dad thing you've done recently? Like, I for example, say, oh, yeah, you got one? Go ahead. Yeah, I got one. Um, what's the um, So the other day, me and my kids, we got together, and we're working through a book on how to defend our faith. So what is faith? How to defend it? Um, so I leave that up because my kids are forever asking me 5,000 questions as though I am a Bible scholar and I am far from that. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's a fun, fun thing that we do. And once again, they were asking me all the questions and yeah, that's why we're reading and studying together. So I'm heading that up and it's fun because I'm learning and they learn it. So. <laughs> They're like, Dan, did you know that? You're like, uh, of course I knew that. Yeah, yeah, they think because I went to seminary, I just know everything. And, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. well, your dad thing is studying your faith with your kids, and my dad thing was playing Operation. So what what, what do we do? Well, then my dad thing was dominating my kids in Uno. They never remember to say Uno when they get one card. I'm like, Uno, draw two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, also, another, well, more fun and active, I sat back and watched them play Fortnite. Okay. Oh. I don't. I don't know Fortnite. Do you know Fortnite, Sam? My kids are. My kids are too young, man. My kids. Okay. Are, you know. You know. They don't. They don't do all that. But I do know what it is. I have. I have nephews and nieces, and they are like. They're about about it. Like. Yeah. yeah we got the. We got the Fortnite Nerf guns, just because those are the dopest looking Nerf guns. <laughs> so I mean, like, I know you dance and you shoot. So I. I think that's the whole point. Like you shoot, you you dance. Yeah. Isn't that in a nutshell? No, it's, a, it's a shooting game, basically. Uh, but for kids. You know, so it, it's not like um, what's not the, gory and yeah, not a lot of the swearing and all the blood stuff. Like yeah. um, I'm trying to think of the other PlayStation game, but anyway, it, it can't it can't come to my mind right now. So, uh, well, that's that's awesome. We probably uh, we should probably stay away from that part of the conversation anyway. Heard <laughs> <laughs> about being a dad? We supposed to know all of that, uh, dude. Tell you what, man, the things that we're supposed to know now. So I, I just got to a pinnacle with my oldest daughter. I haven't got to a pinnacle, but I think we're reaching a point. So, like with my family, we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls. And like we're kind of at this point where she thinks she knows about more about technology than I do. And I'm still like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, 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 no. Papa knows yeah. best. <laughs> She's yeah. like, Dad, you just gotta do this. And I'm like, sweetie, I invented this. I know how to do it. Yeah. I recognize yeah. she's about to pass me. Are you guys there? Oh man, I am my I my oldest son actually he edit videos and he's we call him the tech man so he's our tech man. There's a lot of stuff I don't know, so he's more engaging. I I like to believe he's gonna be going in the field of engineering and technology, and that's that's his thing. So I try to build him up by giving him more responsibility. Edit this video or yeah. edit, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Wes, tell me about twins, man. What, what is that? What is that? Because not a lot of people can can say, "Yo, I got twins." That's a unique experience. Tell me about it. Man, 
unique is yeah what a word um it, it's an awesome experience to be honest with you it's like i don't know no better so for what i mean by that is my wife and i you know our first children were our twins and then we had austin um a few years after austin was more difficult than the twins the twins in my from my perspective they were easy they entertained each other we did not really we don't know no better so outside of buying two of everything so i have fraternal boy and girl so um we had to buy two of everything they went through everything uh very fast so girl toys boy toys and so your budget definitely goes up significantly but again (laughs) no no better um i feel like our hands were full with just one it was easier with the twins but it's cool though because you see they have they little twin language and you know, I can recall, you know, yelling at my son when he was smaller, like, hey, don't do that. And his sister is over there like, like all <laughs> emotional. I'm like, what are you emotional for? I wasn't even talking to you. But you know, they feel each other. But no, nah, it, it's cool. So um, my my son, he's oldest by uh, two minutes. So okay. um, but his sister is taller than him. And everybody thinks she's like two to three years older than him. Oh, wow. No, boy. Yeah. It's fun though. It is they're, they're eleven, right? They are eleven. They turn twelve on July third. Yeah. So. Okay, okay, okay. So, so does she boss him around a little bit? Or is she kind of boss? He's she she's the boss. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Now where when in the pregnancy did you know it was twins? Uh oh man. Cool story. So uh, I gotta tell the short version. I'm very long-winded. But I wanna say it was in anywhere between 18 weeks and 23 weeks. My wife was like, um, no offense to all the ladies listening, but my wife was like super big right off out, out the jump. Like, wow, why is your stomach so big? <laughs> Only like seven weeks. And you know, all this stuff started happening, and then everybody was asking her, like, you know, are your weeks correct? Your weeks might be off. Yeah. So we found out around 18, anywhere between 18, 23. And um, when it happened, just know there was a lot of spit slob coming out of my mouth in a puddle <laughs> on the floor. And that's a true story. I'm not making that up. Yeah. I was like this. You are so I always thought having twists would be exciting though with the bogo situation. No, well, it was a lot. It was first I was scared because the the nurse, she was like, here's a baby, and I was excited, but I saw the nurse face change. So she was like, here's the baby. <laughs> and I caught that. You know, as a therapist, we catch everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, we about to get some bad news. And so I went to say, what's that big black spot? And she was like, and here's the other one. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife, she's screaming and crying at the same time and all that good stuff. And I'm studying sitting there like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now how, so you have twins and then one more, right? I have so one more. Does the one more feel like, are they ever out on the on the outs of the twins? Or no. Are you all about all that? Or how does that go down? He, he fits the puzzle. Like, he he brings, you would think the twins do it, but Austin has a, he has a very unique personality. So he even though he's the youngest, like, they cater to him a lot, but he he messes with his older brother all the time. He don't. He he cannot stand not being around his older brother. And then his sister mothers him. So 
He loves all. They got a whole little thing going on. Yeah, it, it, it's a cool, yeah. little cool dynamic to watch. That is, that's very cool. So I mean, I know you uh, you played the drums growing up, and so you had like a, a little bit of that technical brain going on. So do you you said that your kid uh, gets into the computer stuff, and so when it comes to like having the two kids, having the one that has a sister and the one that's younger, and like sharing in those things that you enjoy, how do you how do you connect those two in terms of sharing with them and like having them all sharing it together? Man, my my. You know, I, I, I'm a faith man, so I always uh, look at the aspect of what my kids' gifts are. So, yeah, even though Brayden, he's my older child, um, the older twin, he, he's good at technology, but he knows he, he was learning how to play the piano, but now he tried to pick up stuff on his, on his own. Um, my daughter, she's very educational. She reads like nonstop. So if I was to punish her, only thing I have to say is no reading today. Like what type of punishment? <laughs> and she would be like, devastated, like hurt real bad. And Austin, punishment don't work for him. It's I, I was my breath even trying to, but he's energetic. He's very athletic. So he's my athletic Morgan. Um, and then Leilani is very educational. Brayton is very uh, technical. So as a dad, I try to invest in all of them. So, um, you know, we got this background here and it's drums and keyboards and stuff on the opposite side of my computer. And Leilani always have books. Austin starts basketball next month. So, you know, they all have their own thing. So I don't try to treat them all the same. I just invest in where their gifts uh, are, you know. That's yeah, cool. that's that's awesome, and that's that's kind of how my kids are. So I have I have a whole bunch of kids. I have um, six kids, eleven and under, right? So they're just oh, every, wow. every 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 twenty two months, new kid, new kid, new kid, new kid, right? Hungry, Sam, you're being fruitful and you're multiplying. Yeah, yeah. and it's not because I love kids; it's because I really, really love my wife. You know, nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> but no, we. So it's the same thing with us, though, man. You know, each kid is so unique and has their own personality, their own interests, their own gifts. And so when you see that, it's it's really cool as a dad to be able to say, okay, I'm going to hang out with this one doing this. I'm going to hang out with that one doing that. And being intentional about connecting with each of them where they are. I think that's huge. I think that's a huge point. Yeah, it's good. So you're a therapist too. And, and I know what it's like having a therapist in the home with children and uh, being married to a therapist. Um, you you no, you don't. You just get you get freely broken down. No, I'm just kidding. Well, well you can pay your copay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, how how does that? Add? I know it's a benefit in your home. Like, it's a benefit in mine because there's been plenty of time where I've had I have a ton of baggage. So you grew up with me. Don't judge me. You knew that. Um, I diaphragm. <laughs> right. Which you affirm. Thank you. Um, so, like, how you know? how are you intentional about sharing that with your, like, you know, you talked about them being individuals. How are you, how are you intentional about sharing your craft with helping them to deal with their own emotional well-being? Cause I felt like for our generation and in the community we grew up in, particularly emotions weren't something you talked about. You just sucked it up and you kept moving. Yeah. You want to know something at home. Now this may sound weird and it might take us in another direction, but at home, I'm dead, right? I really take off the therapist hat. 
However, it's in me. So it comes out in my disciplining, right? I think my kids will prefer for me to yell at them and point and scream and say, get upstairs in your room. But I'm sitting down lecturing. You know, I want to, you know, express my thoughts and give examples. And they like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Just yell at me like my friends yeah, do. So like, like at home, I tell a lot of my clients, honestly, like at home, I'm a husband and I'm a dad. Um, so I don't lecture them as much, you know, or, or let me flip that. I don't counsel them as much. Uh, so I have the same struggle as dad, like, oh, I should be validating right now versus saying, get up, dude, shake it off. You'll be all right. However, because of different events that have taken place in my family, my oldest child, for example, I, Brayton, um, I cannot really discipline as hard with him. I have to do a lot of validation with him. Now, my youngest, if I dare try that validation stuff with him, he might smack me. Like, he, he, he needs the, hey, dude, like, he needs that tough, roughing up stuff. I can't do that with my oldest. And so, you know, it comes out um, knowing your kids, but it, it's unique because I'm sitting here watching them uh, grow. And then I'm also thinking, you know, sometimes I jump when me and my wife, for example, she's she's full of validation and affirming the kids. And I'm like, OK, enough. I've been doing this for like 10 hours today. So let's get kicking and give them punishment. So <laughs> me and her often we're, we're different. Right. So she's full of affirmation and a lot of validation and understanding and i'm like i'm ready to come in and just lay down the law like no no you give me your computer you on punishment and you think it would be different like because i'm the therapist so that's why i say at home i'm dead you know my wife is really like the therapist but when we are alone that's when the therapists kick in because i start i start analyzing their behavior and say dear but did you hear what he said you got caught in the emotions. I was listening to what he said, right? It's like so the therapist, the therapist of me come out when I'm one-on-one -on -one with my wife, not so much with my kids, but when we're when we're out in public driving in the car, it comes out a little bit. Now, now what is does your wife work outside the home as well? Or no? She do. She, she do. She works for the federal government. Um, and so she's uh she likes to believe she's good time. She is though. She she's a good time. <laughs> I, she works um, in the Social Security Administration, so she uh, does a lot of that work there. So, yeah. Okay. okay, very cool. Do you, so, you know, it's funny when you talk about like being at home and not practicing what you do, I think we all have the tendency to do that. When you see like, you know, and this on um, Dad to the Bone and a lot of work we do is around fatherhood. And we talk about like uh, first, like what it means to be a man and then taking that to like, what does it mean for you to be a man? And like, how do you parent? And um, dealing with like the, the emotional part of it. When you, a lot of the things we deal with are around the concept of recognizing like yourself and recognizing your kid. And so like for men trying to figure out themselves and how to like deal with their baggage and not pass it on to their kids. Like what, what do you think is a good place to start for like the lamest person who like first has to recognize that like me parenting myself versus me parenting my kid. Like, how do you, cause I know for you, it's a lot easier, but you know, for, it's not like, really. not to be honest, not really. It's very challenging because I'm a product of my environment. Uh, you know, my dad, you grew up around Morgan. So why, so let me ask you a question, Quinn, based upon your experience with the Morgan men 
um, mm-hmm. the coaches that were in your life, what did you receive? Uh, <laughs> did you see a lot of emotion? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, what what did you see? I, you, I, I, I Well, I mean, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, stand up straight, talk yeah. properly, say hello, be respectful, you know, chin up, uh, yeah. maybe a smack across the back of the head. I might have received one, even though I'm not in the family, but. Yeah, yeah, it's not you, Mike, because we got your videotape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was very, it was very, um, very affirming, but in a more disciplining way. So like you said, very strong. So I'm a product of my environment. So I'm the same way. As much as I may say, I want to be different or I'm going to grow up and be different. So a lot of men say that, like, I'm going to be the best dad. I'm going to be better than my dad. And it's really not a competition, right? So we are a product of our environment. So I'm a lot like my father. I'm very, I'm very black or white very the little uh, middle ground. So like no gray area for me, it's just left or right. We don't need to talk about what's in the middle. That's me. So at home that, that struggle. So even with like, you say like the lay person, the first thing I will say that most fathers should do is do a self-assessment, right? Where do you think you need to grow? Like what areas can you grow in um, versus trying to grow, grow up and be a dad and, do that based upon your personal experience because even though I love my dad, even though I said I wasn't going to be like him, I'm just like him, like identical. We are identical twins. We we pack our cars alike. Um, we travel. I, we, we're going out of state and I'm like, come on, we got to be on the road as though the state that we're traveling to is going to get up and leave. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got a 15-hour drive. So leaving at four versus leaving at nine is not going to make a difference. It is what it is. But that's because my dad is in me. So a lot of self-awareness is a great place to start. Just being self-aware of those things that those qualities or characteristics that you have, that's the best place to start. And then just try to make adjustments as you Does Does that make sense, Quinn? No, it totally does. Now, I want to just make sure, because you were breaking up. So is that my computer, or were you guys seeing that, too? No, no, I, ca- I caught what he was saying. Okay, so maybe yeah. it was me. I, you broke well, up. Yeah, I, I think that's huge, man. Self-awareness is huge, and I think I think that's sort of, you're right. I think it's a gateway, because when you're able to be self-aware of your strengths and your weaknesses, and even mm-hmm. what you're carrying on from, you know, your fatherhood experience of, like, maybe it wasn't your dad, maybe it was an uncle or a grandpa or whoever, Whoever that male figure was in your life that influenced you, realizing their influence on you, but then whenever you're able to be self-aware, I think that's when you can begin to see the differences in your kids. You can see their strengths and their shortcomings. Like you started off this whole discussion talking about the difference in your kids and how, you know, one's a techie, one's an athlete, one's a bookworm, and they all have their own things. But in order for a dad to see that in their kids, I think it starts with them having to see that in themselves of seeing yeah. what's my strengths, what's my weaknesses, so I can see my kids' strengths and weaknesses, and then we can connect where we need to connect and how we need to connect in order to create, you know, the relationship that we're going for. One red, one red flag that we need to uh, consider as men is projection, right? We see it all the time. Um, I saw um, a clip, and you guys probably saw it. It's very disgusting of a football coach smacking a little kid upside the head a couple of weeks ago. And I always see these grown men 
projecting what they would have done or could have done back in the day when they were little. And they, they if I had the chance, I would have been great. You're yeah. gonna be great. And, and we all make that mistake because, like, both of my sons, they they they're musically inclined, so they're drummers. They can pick up on, and I never taught them anything. I never taught them how to play, but they literally can sit down and just play easily without me even teaching them. But I can project on them and start, you know, my insecurities as a drummer, like, you need to be on beat. Don't slow down. And, and okay, you're not practicing enough. Like, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. So oftentimes as dad, we make that same mistake. We, we project our insecurities and we project our trauma onto our kids. So then that blocks our ability, Sam, what you were saying, it blocks our ability to see the qualities of each kid because we're too busy trying to project our identity onto them. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge, man. That's yeah. huge. It's a fine line too, because I, I worry about that. I worry about my projection versus uh, making sure they're getting that proper reinforcement because, you know, um, I do recognize that sometimes like I want to be more organized. I want to be more, you know, put together uh, and that's me, but I also want my kids to have a sense of organization, a sense of being prepared, a sense of knowing, a sense of urgency too. And yeah. so, so I, I battle sometimes with, you know, okay, is this me dealing with my stuff or am I trying to like help them? Because sometimes I'll be like, no, your room's dirty. You can't do anything until you clean your room. Can't go anywhere. You can't read a book. You can't do anything. You can't live in this room. But you know, yeah. that's a little bit of my anxiety because I just, you know, I, I get caught up in that. Like, you're going to be better than me. And so it, it, it is a real challenge to not project that. Yeah. I think if you ask yourself why, we never take the time and ask ourselves why. So why do your kids' room need to be clean? Why do they need to be neat? Because I see a few traits in my kids that are very more so like their mother. And it's like completely different than me. And I can be like, no, don't do that. But I see similarities of where they learn it from. And so you got to ask yourself, why am I teaching you this? So, I, okay, let, let me share this one. So I'll be very vulnerable with you. So the last week, Friday, I picked my kids up and actually it was Thursday. So I picked my kids up and um, they tell me about their retake test. I was like, how did it go? And they was like, fine. Now the twins are like all A students, ne no issues in school at all. Um, Austin, he's a very good student. He's almost to like, he doesn't get grades, but he does, he does wonderful. But I was in teaching mode. Yeah, we just call it teaching mode. So <laughs> I tell, I tell them, they tell me, yeah, dad, you know, cause Wednesday they took the test and then the teachers emailed something for the whole class. I guess some of the students missed something. And, um, one of the twins were like, yeah, we're going to actually both of us, we're just going to take a few other parts of the test over. So instantly, I start thinking future, high school and college. There's no retake. Like, get this out of your head. Now, is that actually true? Because the school district that they go to, they do a lot of retakes. Quinn, how many retakes did we get in high school? Oh, zero. I got zero as well. Actually, actually, we yeah. failed. Yeah, I was about to say, if you went to summer school, you got one. Right. It's so... It's so and that's why I say ask why, because here I am trying to tell my kids that retaking a test is not a thing, but in their school district, it is a thing. 
But I, so my daughter says, and, I, and I'll be done with this. So my daughter says, dad, it seemed like you disappointed that we took a retake. That was a punch. That was a blow. I'm like, oh God. So then the first thing I asked myself, you did not validate. You didn't tell him good job. You just went right into lecture mode. So I was like, no, listen, the last thing I'm worried about is y'all in school. And instantly I saw a smile. I'm like, both of y'all are like all eight students. I could care less about you taking a retake test. I was lying. I do care. That's me. I'm like, ooh, that's just like an example. And now we cleaned it up and I told him great job and all that. But going back to your point, Quinn, I'm trying to prepare my kids not to rely. And I was able to explain this to them. Don't rely on retakes. Knock it out the first time. Because in life, sometimes you don't know when you're going to be able to have a retake. In college, they might give you one. And sometimes they won't. And I explained to them in high school, I didn't have none. So, and then we had a long discussion all the way home about what, why is high school so serious? Because everybody tends to talk about high school being so serious. Yeah, man. I'm with you. I mean, you know, I think about how, and I will bring the racial component into it. Like, it just doesn't always feel like we get an extra chance. Like, we don't always get that extra redo or that that slack. And you know, it's it's important to me that my kids recognize that race is a factor for them, and that mm-hmm. you know they might see people get like a chance that they might not get. So you don't expect it, and so that's hard, man. That's hard because that's the reality. And I don't ever want them to not, I don't ever want them to take it that for granted that that is a, a fact that, that they might see and that challenges they're going to face. So it's hard, yeah. man. That That's a tough cook. That's a tough cookie really to wrestle with because we want, just like I tell my boys, when I travel out of state, I tell my boys, you are the man of the house. That means the light should be on outside before you go to bed the door should be locked, check the patio door. So I'm teaching them things on how to provide security. So I'm installing that into them when I'm when they were two. So they running around in diapers telling their mom, I'm the man of the house, daddy said so. <laughs> My bad dear, but I'm raising two boys. I gotta put it in them. But it's like, it, it's we have to be real with them, but also be mindful of their age. Now, according, based upon what you and your wife feel comfortable with, like, For example, me and my wife, I refuse to allow anybody to teach my kids anything that is not, that me and my wife has not approved of. Well, eight hours, eight to 10 hours out of each day, my kids are at school around their friends and around people that I don't know. So it's imperative that I be the first one to teach them. That's why my kids can come on your show right now. They'll tell you everything about sex. I mean, everything, all the details they get. That why? Because I exposed them to that. I taught them that. But I also taught them you are not to go to school and talk about this because I don't know how other parents, you know, are raising their kids. And I want to be respectful of that. But in this house, I expose them to everything for racism. So it all depends on what you and your wife are comfortable with versus trying to take that responsibility on your own. Because dads get so caught up in our heads and we think we got to do five million things and we forget we got a partner. Yeah, that's huge. I'm so thankful for my partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me, me and you both. <laughs> yeah, and, and when we be we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that some of the dads out there, you know, different situations. So different dads aren't with their partner anymore, and you know, co-parenting is a thing, and single parenting too, and 
but yeah, it's you, you, you 100% right. Yeah. So I got one final question for you and maybe Sam has another, but, um, if you had the opportunity to go back in time and tell yourself or tell a younger version of yourself or a new dad, something, a bit of advice, some knowledge, something to pass along, something you wish you knew, what, what would that advice be? Ooh. This is your big moment. This is like your, your mic drop moment. This is your, your tweetable moment. So, uh, so don't, don't let it pass. <laughs> oh, no pressure. Thanks, Sam. No, no <laughs> yeah, nothing. It's all riding on you, champ. Don't yeah. mess it up. <laughs> I will tell every dad, and I will tell myself that it's going to be okay. Literally, it's going to be okay. I know that sounds very uh, surface level and not deep at all, but it's really, that's that's the truth. Here's why. One kid, two kids, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is going to be okay. I started off um, I started off being engaged with no money, <laughs> getting married, no money. And then we had kids, no money. And I, my first job, I had like, Here's the thing about me and my wife. My wife's income from us being dating has went like this, skyrocketed. Literally from dating. Yeah. Mine has... Let me just dust some of that. <laughs> my, my, mine was like very horrible. It just came up missing. One day it came back, right? <laughs> so there's insecurities there. And then you have all of these um, societal norms and all these things we put into our heads and saying as men, we have to do this. And so I put a lot of unwanted pressure on myself, telling myself that I had to provide, I had to make sure that we're in a good location, a very good house. So I wasn't just um, big on trying to impress people, but I was big on trying to fulfill those promises that I told my wife what I wanted to do for her. And so, you know, starting off a job of like $35,000 in 2006 to now I'm like triple that, possibly more of that of income. So starting off, I would tell my younger self that it's going to be okay and relax. So I put a lot of anxiety on myself and trying to be everything when I just needed to be me. So I'll tell my younger self that I tell the new dads that that it's going to be okay because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We really don't, right? I can, you can spend all day trying to build up your income or build up your identity and lose it the very next day. So just be mindful, be present and be okay, right? So another thing, everything is going to be okay. And then the second thing, maybe last thing I'll say is be, be present. So when you are at, when you are at home, be at home, right? When you're playing with the kids, play with the kids. When you're out with the fellas, play with the fellas. Enjoy yourself, but be mindful and be um, be present in the moment because you don't that time from the time that they are born and that's their age it goes by so fast. My my the twins are over here talking about high school and I'm like. Oh, oh my. like if you don't watch, like be quiet <laughs> like no. no you're right now you're the sixth grade we're gonna stay in the sixth grade we're not yeah. here's my question to you on that and it's just a joke but what what you gonna do when your son's walking around with his shirt off and you can be like hey hey put your shirt on i know what you're doing <laughs> hey i'm gonna tell him the same thing my my dad told me what's that 
Don't cut your chest hair. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what, Cool? I, I, I'm different, though, man. Like, I'm different. I, I grew up, my mom, you know, very religious and stuff. My dad didn't jump on the spiritual train stuff until, like, I was 18. But my mom was real serious. You know, you can't have sex because God says so. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that ain't good enough for me. So let me go have sex to go figure out why I shouldn't, you know. But you know, I'm I teach my kids everything. They they hear they hear conversations with me and my boys, they laugh at them. I, I expose my kids to a lot because it's my job to show them balance. Right? So I don't want them to just be so, you know, spiritually spiritual that they don't even know how to operate in the natural just to say hello to their neighbor don't want them to be judgmental so i expose my kids to a lot so that's what i mean by being present man just have fun with your kids all that other stuff 401k all that that stuff will come man it, it will really come but the best thing um okay I, i'm running can i give y'all the top three i heard this at a funeral when my twins was born and I was like, oh, my God, I will never forget this. I heard a preacher say the best things that you can give your kids is time, love and discipline. And I added a fourth one to that consistency. That's huge, man. That's huge. And I love I love I know you said it, it was elementary or simplistic or whatever, but but the, it's going to be OK is so important because I feel like there's so many dads, um, you know, like you said, got engaged, had no money, got married, had no money, had kids, had no money. I mean, that's everything. I ain't had none. Like, for real. I think I got engaged with like $15 in my bank. No, for real. And I think, but the thing is, that's everybody's story. And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to wait till, till I get enough money to do this, or I'm going to wait till I get my money right to do that. And it's like, bro, let's be real. Your money ain't going to be right. Just do it. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to be okay. I had, I introduced my wife to my brothers and my, my parents. And my brother was like, I brought her to my cousin's wedding in New Jersey. And it was a big, big wedding. I was in the wedding. And um, everybody was like, bro, she it. Like, when you popping the question? And I remember maybe like a couple, like maybe six months later, you know, everybody all in my ear. Me and my wife only been dating barely a year. My brother's, bro, you need to marry her. And I remember telling my brother, man, I'm not thinking about marriage. I need at least two and a half, three more years. I need some money. And he... I thought it was an insult, so I hung the phone up on him. He told me, you never going to have enough money with beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and so being all in my feelings, I hung the phone up. And then he called me back. Stop being a little beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you know, for the sake of the show. And yeah. he, when I'm saying to you, you will never reach that point where it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a word right there. It like, is. And so you just yeah. Just be, is everything is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Cause I know there's probably a lot of dads watching our show that are freaking out, got babies coming, got situations. They don't think it's going to be okay. That's a huge encouragement, man. I think a lot of people need to hear that. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It is. All right. I love it. That's the, I think that's one of the things we wanted to, we talked about this season is talking about people look at the success and they need to look at the struggle. And yeah. I think that's what we want to speak to more that's is speaking to the struggle you know people always look at a finished product but they don't look what it took to get there you know i i wish i could remember the quote but somebody was it was jay-z talking about he's like he was talking about himself in third person he's like 
He's like, everybody wants to be Jay-Z now. They don't want to be Jay-Z who was on the corner. They don't want to be Jay-Z who was like, you know, selling mixtapes out the trunk. They want to be the guy who they, they see now. And yeah. I, that resonates because it's true. People, you know, they see you with a, a brand new car and they don't realize what it took for you to get that. They just see you got it. So. Yeah. Pain, pain is progress. Yeah. yeah. That's huge, man. Yeah. Well, Wes, I want to thank you for uh, for being a guest today. You are, uh, you know, officially dad to the bone. Thank you for, for blessing us. Hey, before uh, you go, uh, where can people reach out to you? What do you want people to I know you got a podcast coming out too soon, right? I uh, do. I have a podcast. Did I jump the gun? You tell them. Oh, you, you did jump the gun. It's all right. It, sometime in January, I believe. Um, and if not in January, just wait, you know, because anything I do, I want to do it well. But it's it's called everything renewed. My it's my family business, um, and so part of our family business will be a podcast. So we're gonna be talking from different aspects, you know. So I think I'm gonna have you and Sam on it too, um, and hopefully after COVID and we do a real live show, you know, got the all the whole the whole nine yards. But no, so you can find me um, at renewedcounselingservices.com. It's my website, Renewed Counseling on Instagram and Facebook. So that's where you can reach me at. All right. Well. Renewed Counseling Services. Renewed Counseling Services. Love it. Renewed Counseling Services. I just wanted to say it because you, you say it three times and people remember it, man. That's, what hey, that, that's all right. And if they are in the Grand Rapids area, tell them to hit me up. You know, sometimes I may I made trips down to the east side of the state and do a few things too. So, okay, Absolutely. excellent, very cool. All right, Wes, thank you, sir. Well, sir, thank you too. Appreciate thanks, it. Man. Hey, thanks for listening to the Everything Renewed podcast. I hope you heard something that was helpful and that you can relate to. Do me a favor: like, share, and subscribe to the show. Remember, start with the mind, and everything can be renewed. Until next time, stay fresh. Stay cool and stay renewed.